This program is brought to you by the Patient Empowerment Network. It is made possible through support from AbbVie Inc., Astellas Pharma Inc., Bristol-Myers Squibb, Foundation Medicine, Jazz Pharmaceuticals, and generous donations from people like you. Thank you for joining Empowered, a podcast brought to you by the Patient Empowerment Network, also known as PEN. This program is meant to guide you in your healthcare journey, giving you the knowledge and confidence to make informed decisions about your care. For more resources and to learn more about PEN, visit PowerfulPatients.org. Thanks for tuning in. For the past 30 years, we've had the same treatment options, which have been standard intensive induction chemotherapy that weren't really tailored to individual patients um, and had significant toxicity and not necessarily effective for all AML um, genomic subtypes. Now we have quite a bit added to the treatment arsenal for AML, including continuing um, intensive induction chemotherapy for patients who are appropriate. Um, There's also been the addition for newly diagnosed patients for hypomethylating agents and a new um, BCL2 inhibitor called venetoclax. Um, IDH inhibitors for patients with IDH1 and IDH2 mutations the addition of FLT3 inhibitors for patients either newly diagnosed or with relapsed or refractory disease, and um, liposomal donorubicin and cytarabine for patients with AML with MDS-related changes or therapy-related AML that are newly diagnosed. Um, lastly, there's also a hedgehog inhibitor, um, Glastigib, that's been approved for newly diagnosed um, AML patients um, in combination with low-dose cytarabine. So when working with patients, there are multiple factors that we take into consideration when coming up with a treatment decision together, and it really should be a team approach. But one of the most important things is trying to understand the patient's goals of care because some, because different treatments have different um, expectations, side effects, um, toxicities that we want to be sure we're all aligned when we're making a treatment decision together. Also, other features that we um, take into account can be um, age, um, other um, comorbidities, um, including other diagnoses such as cardiovascular disease, um, diabetes, um, and other medical issues patients may have. So for roles that patients have um, in making these decisions, um, they should know that they're their own best advocate. And so as you're getting to learn your oncologist who's helping you make these treatment decisions, it's very important that you talk about um, things that are important to you in regards to quality of life, um, overall goals for your life, um, ask questions in regards to side effects um, and expectations for outcomes for potential treatments whether they're curative or more um, palliative, which can extend life um, and improve quality of life that may not um, be curative for AML. AML really was considered a single disease 30, 20 years ago, while now we really know it's likely um, dozens of diseases based off of looking at Um, molecular features of an individual patient's AML. So it's very important to try to understand um, what um, genomic features your AML may have, meaning um, DNA mutations that are just present in the leukemia cells, 
um, chromosomal um, changes as well. And then understanding if based off of that information, if that may afford you additional treatment options other than the current standards of care.